Welcome to the July 2018 edition of Book Plate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, your apprentice sound engineer and podcast editor, proud member and perpetual cheerleader of the San Francisco chapter of Forever Young Adult. I'm Britt, also from SFFYA. And I'm Amanda from SFFYA. Yay! So for those of you who don't know or just tuning in, we digest our books like a meal, and our first up is always the amuse-bouche. Alex is a normal girl, as far as appearances go, but keeping a death grip on her magical powers, which appeared after the disappearance of her father years ago, has become too much. When her family finds out, they start planning her death day ceremony when a bruja or bruja welcomes their dead and anchors their powers. Nova, a dangerous boy, hints that she might be able to give up her powers instead, which is all Alex wants. Her spell backfires and traps her family in a spirit world. She and Nova set out to find them. I had a hard time writing that. There's like so much more that happens, but that's the basic premise. Mm -hmm. Our other cover take when we ask our significant others what they thought, Jamal summed it up with Mexican underworld stuff with mazes, the Mexican (laughs) version of Dante's Inferno. Okay. Garrett said that it's probably about death and um the land of the dead he was just like it looks very like dia de los muertos ish from the cover so i was like yeah kind of and then i tried to explain the plot to him but i also read this a long time ago and kind of forgot i forgot to ask though um i thought we were doing little in line this month so i asked him about that one but i remember him picking it up when i bought it and went this looks cool (laughs) (laughs) hey that's a pretty good recommendation (laughs) All right, so our appetizer are pancakes burnt and soft in the middle. Bruja magic, what do we think? It was nice to read about witches with, like, from another culture. Uh, What was the December book? Oh, I can't remember. No, it was the pumpkins. Yes, the pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) The one with all the pumpkins. Um, When the moon was ours. Yes. It was kind of cool to, to just read a different perspective on, like, witchiness and witch culture and things like that i thought it was like the magic they were doing in their house it looked seemed really well thought out and really well formed like they had an entire shop they went to for ingredients and the way it was sort of the jars were stored next to their everyday household items it made it feel like really lived in which was neat yeah i liked the familial aspect of it because like often with magic sometimes it's like the orphan mm-hmm. or the person comes into it and they don't know and they don't know how they got these powers. But I loved that their family and community helped them and were mm-hmm. like, yeah, when you when you grow into your powers, they're going to help you anchor them. And then you get someone to learn from. And they had all these different like kind of mentorship, you know, experiences. And I was like, that's cool. Like if all of a sudden I had powers, I would definitely want someone <laughs> to tell me what to do with them or at least like help me figure it out. Uh, I liked that. And I liked that her sister's she's the alex is the middle child and the oldest sister lulu is that lula lula she's the healer and then the youngest sister is is a seer and so i liked that everybody kind of specialized in like but at all together as a family they were like more powerful because they had different types of powers i thought that was cool it kind of reminded me of charmed a little bit just because like the sisters and then um there's this this destiny that she doesn't want you know she's you know, there's a ton of stories where it's like the chosen one and this and that. And she was just like, no, I'm good. I just want to be a normal teen. 
a lot, right? It when is. she uses her magic for the first time and sends the snake out of the boy's mouth, like that's a lot to take in and deal with and have at your fingertips when you're already having all these other teenage hormonal things where you feel like angry and sad all the time and you don't know why. <laughs> and, and, like you could use that power to make snakes do like come out of people's mouth. There would have been so many snakes in my high school. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh my god. Imagine if Adrian or Olivia had those powers. Right. Oh, the man. havoc. <laughs> That was a reference to last month's book. Don't, don't read it. <laughs> I also liked in the culture how they kept saying that they weren't witches. Like, we do cantos, not spells. Spells mm-hmm. are for witches. And I kept imagining, like, a softball team with the witches versus the brujas. I don't know. <laughs> I oh love it. Really I cool. love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I thought it was really cool. And, and I definitely, I've been, I, I love Twitter. And there's been a lot of conversation or, like, Whenever J.K. Rowling comes back into, I don't know, whenever something happens in the Harry Potter world, a lot of people get upset and are like, can we stop just looking at this one story? Like, there's so many other people writing different stories and different types of magic. And one of the things they always talk is, like, she has a very westernized view of magic in that book. You know, Harry Potter isn't, like, a whole new concept or anything like that. It's just, like, she really fleshed it out. And... I, I've seen a lot of threads are like, here are other types of, like, here are authors building other types of magic that you may or may not be, have seen. And so I was super excited to have, like, another t- another type of magic that wasn't, like, our standard chosen one story mm-hmm. or our standard, like, elemental powers or whatever. Like, there's very standard tropes that, you know, we often read in magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then rather than kind of making way for those other stories, she was like, I, a white woman, will write a whole, like, native, a white British woman will write a whole, you know, Native American history of magic, and that backfired terribly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. They Own voices. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Own much. voices. That's a big deal. It is, and I thought that was cool, because this is representation, and I was, I was excited about it. But, as we were discussing earlier, some of it feels very Western. Mm, yeah. So, I was like, maybe our those of us who love fantasy and magic are like so permeated with the Western concepts that even when we try to come up with new stuff, it's like, it's hard to get away from Mm -hmm. ready to for the next one. Our main course is the death day feast, which is amazing. I can't list out all of the things, but they eat so well. (laughs) (laughs) And so the things I brought up in this are rejecting family history so much that it backfires on the formation of self. So that's basically what she does. She's like, I don't want my family like I don't want this history or like I don't want this life I'm gonna push it so far away from me that I like can't even develop who I am and I think that's a real teenage feeling Mm -hmm. right like I remember that so distinctly being like why did I get stuck with these people (laughs) (laughs) like they're terrible (laughs) I don't want any of them (laughs) I mean you know it was one of those days are like my emotions were higher but I totally could see even though I thought it was a really bad idea for her to do that spell <laughs> I could totally see my teenage self being like no I'm gonna reject everything right I thought it was kind of funny though since her family seemed so close that she never brought it up like she thought she was gonna secretly get away with it was <laughs> she planning on pretending to have magic afterwards I don't know she didn't seem super rebellious and she didn't seem very angry with her family she seemed very loving towards them so that was sort of like a bit of confusion for me that she just meets this pretty boy with fancy earring and he's <laughs> like no you can get rid of your powers pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> She's like, sweet <laughs> i have sweet. no experience there's no way this is gonna go wrong <laughs> let's do it but yeah 
strange boy instead of trusted family members. I don't know. But I guess that's a teenage rebellion thing. You're going to, everyone goes through it, even if you're not particularly maladjusted. And it could also be because, in a way, because her family is like loving and accepting that it makes her less likely to go to them because she's like, oh, if, you know, everybody is so like embracing of our bruja culture and I just like don't want anything to do with it, like what are they going to think of me? Or then like they won't see me as like one of them anymore, um, that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. And then so she ends up on this crazy spirit world journey. I love the spirit world. <laughs> it was like a weird, like you said, uh, Dante's Inferno, Wonderland, just I, I just had this vivid picture of it in like sort of like a black light Ah, (laughs) and everything's like weird neon colors and things. And I'm just like, I could really strongly visualize this. It's like a movie in my mind. It's great. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. There was just so much description and so many things going on. I was just like, can we just like stay here? (laughs) Yeah. I actually felt like being trying to kill us. Well, Zara (laughs) or whatever her name is. The devourer. The devourer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she could have taken more time with the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I thought we were like slightly rushed. It did feel rushed. Yeah. Like her obstacles came right after another, after another, after another. And I was was really surprised how easily she defeated the devourer. Like they barely. You thought at the end it was easy for her? Yeah. Like it just, it didn't feel like she had really, really struggled with the actual devourer. Their conflict to me felt off. It didn't feel like enough. I felt like the real struggle wasn't the devourer. It was her coming to terms with the fact that she's going to have to have these powers, you know, and then the whole love story thing. So I think someone, I can't remember, maybe it was you. We were talking about like queer characters or something and like representation. And this is maybe one of the first books I've read where she as a character realizes that she's queer in the middle of the story. Mm. she like has the beautiful boy option but then she also has like the best friend and at the end we realize that she really loves the best friend and the best friend really loves her like literally jumped through a fucking portal for her mm-hmm. um <laughs> and so they like make out and it's great but um <laughs> i don't know i was also like how did the best friend who's not magical get into the portal or like know what was going on because she wasn't invited to the death day ceremony i thought that was like slightly holy in the plot line department pretty easy going about it right she was like (laughs) she's like yeah chill whatever magical fantasy land witches are real cool got you (laughs) i'm coming (laughs) i'd be like wait a minute (laughs) that i mean i love the attempt but it felt like the relationship was just it felt forced and like there was no chemistry there and then all of a sudden it was like love yeah. I don't know. And if Nova hadn't betrayed her, would that choice seem as mm. obvious? It's a good question. I think we just didn't need her to have an emotional relationship with another person. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot. It did feel shoehorned in as a romance. I honestly wasn't even really feeling the flirtation between her and the guy either. Yeah. It was kind of like a half-hearted attempt at a love triangle. Yeah. I don't know. If Yeah. It felt like kind of icky. Like maybe she just wanted to write a cool book about witches, and somebody made her write a romance. Mm. I wonder, like, because again, I've been we've been reading a lot of these things where like sixteen year olds are having these like epic romantic relationships or love or like sexual relationships, and that is like so far beyond my experience as a sixteen year old. I mean, like maybe kids are way more mature now. It's very possible, but I was not 
in love or having sex or in any sort of romantic relationship with anyone at 16, let alone 19. You know, like it was it was a while before I got anywhere near like emotional, like stability or like just something that was real. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why can't she just be a teenager like trying to figure her shit out? Why do we have to have her be attracted to somebody? Maybe you do have to throw that in to make it sellable. I would have read it, read it without those. Can we two. think of many YA we've read without a strong romantic component? I was sort of thinking the Sabriel even has one. It's yeah. like understated, but it's still there. And that plays out in the rest of the series. Yeah. 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 So maybe That's it's a good question. A that people feel like they have to have. Listeners, what do you think? <laughs> Chime in <laughs> in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Why like a book without a romance? Why without romance? I'm, I'm sure they must exist. <laughs> 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 I'm reading um, a new adult series right now, so um, <laughs> sexy romance. It's so good. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Before you folks showed up, I was like, how much of this can I get read before they come? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've literally read, like, devoured those books, which is what I was into when I was 16. But I wanted to read about, like, adults having those relationships. You know, I knew that at 16, like, it wasn't anything I was going to have anytime Mm -hmm. soon. Anything else you folks want to say? The spirit world is cool. I kept going back to the map, though, and being like, where are we and how are we in here? And... I really want a bruja shop in my neighborhood, though. <laughs> like, if I'm not born a witch, can I go and learn at the bruja shop? <laughs> That's always the big question, right? Right. Like, with magic systems, is it mm. inborn, or mm-hmm. can you get it through, like, rigorous study? Because I will read all of your books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just clear your family. <laughs> right. Why? For some reason, I mean, maybe because you were just talking about Harry Potter, but it makes me think of, um, of Filch, right? Because in Harry Potter, you're born a witch or a wizard. Um, but then what about squibs, right? They're born into a magical family, but then Filch is taking the quick, what quick, I forgot what it's called, quick spell course or whatever oh, yeah. to try to learn magic. But like, it's kind of a side joke about him, but it's never really explored, like, if it works. Yeah, like, I don't does, know. Is he able to manage simple to spells to impress his friends at parties, like the flyer said? Or <laughs> 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 What do you think, listeners? <laughs> Now I want to learn a spell to impress people at parties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our dessert here is ambrosia. Oh, we talked a little bit about this. The queer main character wasn't believable. And I was like, I feel like you can be queer and like come out as queer without, without having to define it with your sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, or like even without the relationship, like it could just be about you. It doesn't have to be about your relationship to other people. I feel like I would I would really love to see that because you know one of the standard responses is like oh well you just haven't met the right guy you know but Mm -hmm. and but if all of the sort of people realizing their queerness is because they meet someone and fall for them then it's kind of feeding into that a little bit oh that's interesting that's really true and that was not at all like how i figured out my queer identity it was like you know it was not about who i met it was about how i feel right And, and i think that that's really like we talk about identity politics and we talk about people being queer or trans or wherever on the spectrum. Like it's not, it's about how you feel inside. It's right. not about like who you're having relationships with. Yeah. And she didn't really seem to have any kind of conception of it at all. She yeah. was taken by surprise by it. And I Which think also prob- happens. 
the like Rishi didn't get enough screen time. Mm. I think that was what the problem with the romance is. Is I can barely remember anything about her except that I'm guessing she was like Guyanese, and that's it. Like I don't remember her saying anything or doing anything besides jumping through that portal. She had cool clothes. That was about it. And she was pretty. Yeah, she was petite. And like, she wore leggings. If she had been a love interest for a male character, would we have been unimpressed with the way she was written? I feel like I would. I feel like the family gets way more airtime, and I'm fine with that. Like, that mm-hmm. should be the, the focus. The family is super interesting. Yeah. Like, that's like the whole catalyst. I love the ghosts of her family, like, coming back to be like, you messed up. <laughs> 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 I'm in a ghost dimension, and I'm super mad at you, and I have to help you right now to get myself out, but you messed up. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was great. I love that. Transdimensional guilt trips. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of TV because um, it's summer and I have the time. And Mulan was on TV the other day and I was watching it. And when the ancestors are first like trying to figure out like who should help her and they're all like, oh, that Mulan, blah, blah, blah. No, she's on your side of the family. <laughs> you know. And then at the end, she was like, you know, all the ancestors are all proud. I'm like, oh, she gets it from my side of the family. <laughs> like. <laughs> What a great queer character. I wish that she could have just been like her queer self in that movie. I have never seen Mulan. What? <gasps> <laughs> Sacrilege. It was a Disney movie that happened after I was a kid. The last Disney movie I saw as a kid was Aladdin. And so I haven't necessarily seen any after that. Mulan is I will stand forever. Okay. Same. Like it, oh my god. I <laughs> I have like play I have played the song she sings, the reflection reflection and cried. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to that at the next karaoke event. Dude, I learned how to play I'll make a man out of you on ukulele. (laughs) Yes. The my queer Disney anthem. Like Okay, we're having a Mulan party. That's it. No objections. Final word. Awesome. Drinks for this one, uh, wedding wine with roses. So there's a cliffhanger ending. How did we feel about that? I mean, that's another trope. I don't see it as much, but it does feel like a trope when, like, the character you thought was dead is, like, not really dead. Like, surprise. Especially, well, I don't know. I guess it makes sense because magic, like, the rules, you can bend them. It's not like a um contemporary book where like people can't <laughs> come back from the dead or if they die it's pretty obvious that they're dead um unless it's a soap opera and it's like a quit or something yeah that's true or um a thousand pieces of you oh yeah so never mind i pretend i didn't say anything because i just <laughs> contradicted myself i don't remember the tr- i've read six books this week <laughs> so oh. i can't remember what's the cliffhanger it's at the, the dad's very alive. end the, her dad's on the doorstep and Nova oh. brought him back. It's yeah. like literally the last thing that happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. So I was totally done with the book and like, okay, you were okay. We're cool. I'm not going to like continue reading. And then when the dad showed up, I was like, damn it. Now <laughs> I have to read the sequel. <laughs> and so I was super excited because I actually wanted to see more about Alex and have her develop her relationship more with Rishi and like all that stuff. And the sequel's about her older sister. And I was like, oh. So like we get more oh, of the okay. family. Which is cool. I kind of like Lula. That makes me more interested in thinking of the sequel. I thought she was one of the more interesting characters. You might like this one, uh, but I think it's better written. Like mm-hmm. the story is, the storyline is more clear, but also they're not in a spirit world. You know, right. they're in the real world. And what becomes clear is that 
I was under the impression that it was like our world and they were living in our world as Buhas. But when you get to the second book, it's like uh, it's not like our world as we know it. It's a fantasy New York that they mm. live in. It's not like the reality New York. And oh. so then that's cool. Um, like in a thousand pieces of you, they don't live in our dimension. Right. They live in a different dimension. And so and so then there's more magic that comes in and there's like other layer other people who do magic or like under or no magic and like other creatures and stuff that are like walking around. And oh, I was like, that's super interesting. I'm definitely going to pick. Yeah, that I was then. like, oh, so this world gets way more interesting. So All right, I might read it. So I wonder why with that said, I wonder why she started us in the spirit world with the first book. Because mm-hmm. I was, I, if she was going to build this world, like, and add all this stuff, I wish we'd had more of, like, the fantasy New York at the beginning to know, to set the stage. But it's really all the spirit Is world. Is she a debut novelist? I don't know. No, she yeah, maybe she didn't series. plan on writing a trilogy. Oh, okay. And then they were like, oh, great reception. Write another yeah, one. That's she's what like, I would uh. assume. <laughs> but if she's not, then I don't know. Um, yeah, literally the last word of the book is, dad question mark (laughs) i was so mad i hate cliffhanger endings but they always get me every single time yeah such a trap oh man but yeah i recommend it and i'm excited i'm like i'm hoping now that the third book will be about the youngest sister so oh that would be be a good good way to like like, okay that's a cool trilogy everybody gets their book and like we keep building and stuff like that but yeah but they still do the same like Never done a spell before. Never tried this before. Gonna try it now because, like, I want to. And it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Like, I'm not saying they should J.K. Rowling it, but maybe they should have classes <laughs> for these kids. <laughs> <laughs> which they do stuff in a controlled environment. Right. So I'm gonna try this spell that I've never done before. Let's learn to ride a bike before we drive a, you know, semi-truck. Right. It's gonna be a good idea. <gasps> Couldn't oh. hurt. Oh, I think earlier... You were asking, or you were saying you weren't sure what her cultural background is. I'm looking at the author's note, and she said, Alex's ancestors come from Ecuador, Spain, Africa, Mexico, and the Caribbean. Her magic is like Latin America, a combination of the old world and new. Okay. That's cool. And then, like, specific ancestors get called out as being from specific places. And I, I really like in author's notes when they acknowledge or, like, explain the different cultures that they pulled things from. So she was talking about... Dia de los Muertos and but like the death day ceremony is like her own thing and Santeria and like all the kind of things that she pulled from yeah it's cool she definitely goes in depth she's like this is what I'm pulling from and this is what I mm-hmm. made out of them which I really liked and yeah it, it sort of was reflected in her various ancestors yeah it's neat they all seemed different yeah well I recommend the sequel and that's all I have to say anything else yeah. all right happy reading everyone happy reading